Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business sustainability. And our guest this week, well, it's all about eat, pet, play, poop, and repeat. <laughs> this is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Stephanie Buchanan, the owner of Bone to Be Wild. Yes, you heard that right, Bone, B-O-N-E, to be wild. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Hi, Michael. And for visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? Hi, I'm Stephanie Buchanan, and I own Bone to Be Wild Dog Daycare Boarding and Training Center in Santa Clarita, California. Now, one of the reasons we're talking with Stephanie today is because I've gotten a lot of visionary questions asking about transforming your hobby into a business and some of the things that you have to do that you don't necessarily think about. And coming from somebody who started a business based off a hobby, small business celebration, that Stephanie, we're in great company. We are. We've done the same things all together. <laughs> and for visionaries who don't know your history a little bit, what were you doing before you started this hobby? So Bone to Be Wild is my third business. Okay. My first business was in college and it was called Post Police and I would go out to the retail stores and clean out their parking lots and okay. um, in front of their stores and do their windows. Right. Um, my second business, which I did for 25 years, was I owned a marketing company in Simi Valley. Right. Um, and then I worked for somebody as a marketing director. And I realized that working for the man didn't work out for me right. very well. I just right. don't fit into that square and round whole thing. And for visioneers, if you hear barking in the background, it's because we're here on location. So yes, you're going to hear barking and yipping and yapping. And you discovered that working for somebody else in marketing wasn't for you. And why, why this? So I've been working with dogs my whole life. Right. We grew up training, breeding, and living with hunting dogs. Okay. We didn't go to Disneyland for holidays. Right. We went camping, hunting, hiking, fishing. Um, with dogs right. and trained them how to hunt. That's what we did. So I've always loved dogs. Of course, it was a passion because of working, growing up with dogs, right. whatever animal you grow up with. Um, and then throughout the years, it just continued on. Friends would ask about, oh, I want to do this, or I'm thinking of a rescue, or can you help me find and adopt a dog? And what do you know about training dogs? And how can you help me? with friends, family, and then on free time while I was in college, I would go to the shelters and the rescues and walk dogs and hang out with dogs. That was like my downtime or my self-care time. Right. Um, so it, it was a hobby, really, just a hobby of my own downtime. Right. Um, and when I decided that working for the man after marketing and cleaning people's places just wasn't for me, right. when we bought the property, it kind of was a, well, my husband and I were discussing me not working for this company anymore. Right. And he said, what do you want to do? And I've always wanted to work with dogs. Because we're about, we're out here in Castaic, which is kind of a misnomer because... We're nowhere near Castaic. <laughs> exactly. Well, as a crow flies. <laughs> as a crow flies, exactly. <laughs> and for those who don't know where Castaic is, you're closer to Magic Mountain. We are. We're... 10 minutes down the road. So you could, you and the gang of dogs could go to the Magic Mountain anytime you wanted. Anytime. They let us in and run the place. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. No, they no. don't. 
great marketing idea. (laughs) (laughs) What was the tipping point? Deciding to find another job because when I retired from my marketing company, I thought I was ready to retire. And I really wasn't. But I really didn't want to go back to work or start another marketing company because I just... I've burned myself out in uh, in that passion. Right. Um, so that was kind of the turning point. I'm not done. I'm not ready to retire just yet. Do I want to go back to work for the man at some simple receptionist job? No. I can't see you as the welcome. Thank you for calling the ABC Klondike Company. How may I direct your phone? I don't see you. As Me that. either. <laughs> 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 that was the tipping point. Is Starting something new with someone else or going ahead and starting this on my own, again, knowing you own your own business. You know you are everything. You you have 17 hats. And when you first start out, you have to do them all because you're usually on a budget and you can't hire people to do that. The decision for me was... With this hobby, can I be happy doing all of everything before I even thought I might hire employees? Right. And if I was going to have a passion and do it as a job, right. this seemed like the thing. And it's where I learned my kind of a mantra that I have for myself, and I tell people this all the time. If you don't love what you're doing, you should rethink what you're doing. And that was my, that's what helped make the decision. I love this. I'm exhausted every day. I get mentally overwhelmed, um, but there's not a day that goes by that I don't go, I'm so grateful I'm doing this and I'm not working for someone else. The bar of entry of getting into a business similar like this is actually pretty low because it doesn't take much for somebody to wake up one day and decide, I'm going to be a dog walker. But it's something else to be able to take it to the level that you have where you've got five acres here mm-hmm. you've got an entire system of fencing and and kennels here and and to be able to offer a variety of services that are that's more than just dog walking yeah. how did you get here as far as taking this hobby mm-hmm. that you start off with and taking it with the various levels of certification and going through the county and getting all the different kinds of things to make this a first-class business and facility. The first thing that I did was mm-hmm. um, I went to school. Mm. I went to Animal Behavioral College, Great. got my dog certification, so I'm a certified dog trainer, mm-hmm. um, which isn't required, but it gave me one step up. Right. When I sat down to design my fence lines, I designed my fence lines based on pretty much every rescue or every shelter that through my whole life I've ever gone to Mm -hmm. and seen how they do certain things and I would be like, I like that idea. That one not so much. You stole this idea is fair and square. I stole them all, yes. (laughs) But mine, the unique design of mine is allows for dogs to be rotated and dogs to be walking next to each other and dogs to be lined up and never touch each other if we don't want them to. Ah. Yeah. So you're taking into account that various owners have their dogs in various stages of growth and development. Yes, absolutely. How did you learn this? 
this is stuff I taught myself. Mm. I did. I had. I didn't learn it on the fly. It was just uh, all the dogs and all the places I've ever been around, especially in rescues and in shelters. Mm -hmm. They're out of their minds, and then you, <laughs> you okay. pull them out of the kennel and you spend 15 minutes with them, and they turn into a totally different dog. Right. So I learned, for lack of better words, I learned to speak dog, and. I listened to them. I taught my employees how to listen to them and hear that. Mm -hmm. I taught myself this kind of stuff, really. And you've also gone through the trouble, and some business owners will call it trouble, uh, to become certified by the county mm -hmm. and restaurant certified and all of that. Why was this important? Because I want to make sure that someone's looking over my shoulder to make sure that I'm doing everything right. And mm. if rules change, I want to know about it. And mm. with animal care and control coming through on a regular basis, to look through my files to remind me all the dogs have to be updated on their shots. Owners should do that anyway, but they forget. Mm. All dogs have to be licensed and boarded tele-shots, every vaccinated. Right. You should be doing that anyway, but animal care and control comes through and says, you're doing a great job. And I make sure I push myself to get that letter A every year. Mm. I'm proud of, of getting an A and no demerits ever. Congratulations. Thank you. If visioneers want to learn more about Born to be Wild, how do they do that? So they can go to my Facebook page, okay. Born to be Wild Dogs, um, and send me a private message. And Get on your waiting list. And get on my waiting list. <laughs> yeah. it's the Since I, I haven't advertised in three years and I don't. I don't even really take customer referrals right now. We can't. I, I, we've been booked solid for three years. Well, I've been in business for six or seven, but booked solid for three years. Congratulations. Thank you. To the point that you've actually expanded your business to another state. I have. Which we're going to talk more about in the next segment. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And we'll talk more about what are some of the pitfalls to avoid when, when adding to your business across state lines. When we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching. But are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. We're here with Stephanie Buchanan, the owner of Bone to be Wild, and our visionary question comes from Tori who asked, an opportunity has arisen for us to expand our business out of state. What are some of the pitfalls we should look out for? So, with our expansion in Texas, okay. um, some of the pitfalls that we have here, because our state in California is very rule and regulation orientated. Right. Texas is not. Right. They're all about do whatever you need to do. So, when my girl opened Bone to Be Wild 2, she went to the county to get her city permit. You don't really need that. She's like, they say I don't need it. 
get it anyway. Right. Because later they might, and you'll have a hard time getting it. Right. Same with the state ruling. There's a permit for the state. You don't have to get it, but you should. They don't require insurance there. We work with dogs. If you get bit or mauled and you don't have insurance, it's a problem. Get the insurance. Right. The biggest things are the rules and regulations of each state. Mm. Depending on what color your state happens to be, the rules and regulations are much heavier in certain states and non-existent in some states. You've got to know what they require in every state and city. What surprised you about opening up a second location in Texas? Other than the, the lack of or the less regulation. This may or may not go on camera, up to you. Okay. I didn't open the second shop. Okay. It's part of the non-franchising idea that I'm trying to create okay. for women. Um, I've sent all my girls to school and paid for them to get their dog certifications. Okay. When Ev's husband got an offer he couldn't refuse in another state, they weren't going to move because I'd paid for her to go to school and be a trainer here. Right. So I came up with an idea of, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll help you advertise, I'll teach you how to run it, I'll teach you how to do the calendar, I'll teach you how to do billing, you can use all my forms. Mm -hmm. You could pay me a monthly amount right. and a percentage of your sales for five years. And in five years, you own Bone to Be Wild too. Wow. I've done it and I've offered it up to every girl that's ever worked here for a specific reason. Mm. I am a exceptionally go-getter woman. Right. And in any business, especially the businesses I chose in the past to be surrounded by men in men boardrooms and I'm being the only, only woman, right. I realized that there was a problem for women to step up to the plate. Now, if you start your life early and you suddenly are married at 25 and right. you pop out three kids and you never finished college and you never n knew how to answer phones, you never even worked in fast food because your husband took care of everything and suddenly you're single and you have nothing to create a life. I've heard women, I have nothing, my husband left me, I had to start over and I knew nothing. I want my girls, my employees, to be able to have something. If, if it goes bad, you can go walk dogs and make money. You can train, you can start your own business, and you know how to do it. You never have to use it, but it's there if you need it. And it's sort of like a, a thing that I've pushed. It's not that I don't hire men. Men don't do this job very often. I, I've had one man come for an interview all the rest were women, women always. So that's when it came to me. There's a reason that women are here and this is a fairly easy job. Um, they could do it on the side if they did have kids. Right. Things like that, it all played into my head. And it made sense for me to help them have something if things went bad. So that has kind of been with Ev, starting Bone to Be Wild 2. You get the name. Bone to be wild too is yours. You get the company. I will help you until it is fruitious for you. And then I'll step away and it's yours. And that's what we've been doing. And I've started a business plan to travel around the United States. And it will be called Bone to be Wild 3 OTR on the road. And I will go to people and train them how to do this on their own property or in their own homes and or at the park and they will have their own business and I will offer up the buy-in for the name and a, an amount for a while and then you own it outright. Um, but I want people to do this. It's a, if you are passionate about dogs, 
It's the best job in the world. I love my job. It's, it makes me a little tearful. I'm so grateful and so lucky to get to do this for me and other people. This didn't happen overnight. <laughs> Kicking and clawing is how it happened. Sure. <laughs> what was the tipping point? So the tipping point was that I do something else that nobody else does. Oh, what's that? I do a temp test so that your dogs can be in group play and learn dog protocols from each other in a group setting. Uh, that sounds like a dog park. No. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, well how, so here's how's, the difference. Yeah, exactly. The difference is we temp test the dogs one-on-one -on -one with other dogs. Okay. Before we just throw them into groups of play. And what does temp test mean? Um, we put two dogs together. Okay. And we watch their body language, their sounds, their lack of sounds. Is their mouth open, closed? Is their tongue out? Are their right. ears back or forward? Are there, uh, the whites of their eyes showing? Are they not? Are they running around and doing down dogs? It's called temp testing. Mm. And we do temperament testing on all dogs before we put them in groups. Okay. And then we find good groups of dogs to teach them dog-on-dog -dog protocol. Ah, and you do this and nobody else does? No one else does except I believe the shelters do now. They started doing it, but right. yes, we're the only ones that do it in a setting at a day play center. And how did this change your business? Hmm. This is the part where you get to the referrals, right? Oh. So the way this changed my business is as customers came out to do their meet and greets, mm -hmm. they saw us do something, one, very safe, right. um, in, in a controlled environment. Mm -hmm. And then they realized the dog language that we were using on their dogs, mm -hmm. they had never noticed before. Mm. So we taught them something too. Right. And it just went crazy, the word of mouth. Mm. They do something no one else does. You've got to go out and meet them. You have to see what they do. It's amazing. But it's more than that because it wasn't just ordinary people that were saying this. No, it was people who knew people. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and in general, what kinds of people were they? Oh gosh, so we have and had in the past, we've had wardens and their workers bring their dogs here. We've, we have and do have police detectives, policemen in general, nurses, um, school teachers, um, assistants to the principals at some of the schools, um, a couple of car ownership owners that own, are in an up, upper echelon of some of the Hammer Toyota and places like that. Right. Um, that I'll have friends and know people that have dogs that need help. Sure. <laughs> and you got to the point where you're starting to get overwhelmed with all this. Absolutely. What happened? I had to hire, start hiring employees and <laughs> I teaching couldn't do it all them. Yourself. I couldn't do it all myself. Yeah. And I had to train them to do it. You weren't ready for success. So uh, I'm always ready for success. I just didn't care if it happened or not. Mm. And yet... And then it did. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so what happened and how did you handle it? Well, I had to learn to start saying no to customers. Uh. 
which was very difficult for me. I used to have a phone in the house that would ring right. in the middle of the night, in the middle of dinner, and I would answer it. And my husband would be like, <laughs> Can we get some alone time? <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. What he said to me is, you know how I know they have you hooked? You always ask, what kind of dog is it? And whatever dog it is, you say, oh my God, I've always wanted to have one of those here. <laughs> yes. So I had to teach myself to stop asking that. Right. Stop answering the phones up in my office or up in my house. Right. Stop giving customers my cell phone so that, yes, they do and can ping me at 11 o'clock at night. Right. I had to learn to say no. And the girls, that's my favorite, hiring on employees and saying, we're overbooked. We can't take any more. If I'm in here, I also come from a generation where if a phone was ringing, you answered, even if it's not your office. Right. And I've done that. Um, it's just, it's a business. That's what you do. You answer the phone. Right. And the girls from across the yard will scream, don't answer it! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Having the girls tell me to stop taking in more work. Having me understand I have to have some downtime and I have to set boundaries. I teach people all day long to set boundaries for their dogs, and yet I had none. None. So I had to teach myself that. This was overwhelming. Overwhelming. Oh, my God. How did you handle it? Practice some therapy. Okay. <laughs> Again, all I had right. to talk to my therapist and be like, I can't not answer the phone. I can't say no. These are regular customers. They're going to leave. And... Her reminding me, they aren't going to leave. They're not going anywhere because of what you do. They understand you have to have a life too. So practicing the no and having a waiting list and telling people, I'm sorry, you're stuck on the waiting list until someone leaves and having the girls help make decisions on, do you want another dog on a Friday when you know Thursdays to Mondays, we usually have borders. So if we take on extra day players and then we have four borders, you guys have to do more hours too. Right. I ask the girls a lot. Of, I ask a lot of them. A lot. They help a lot. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about something that has happened to Stephanie on more than one occasion. And we've gotten quite a few visioneers have as well. There happens to be a television program that comes on or some annoying YouTube channel that comes on that happens to show a very glamorous aspect that is very similar to your business. The problem is, is that reality and what's on TV are not the same thing. And we'll talk more about that when we come right back. The reason we're talking with Stephanie Buchanan, the owner of Bone to Be Wild, is because of the financial contributions that come from visioneers just like you through our Patreon page. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash small business celebration and see all the great bonus material we have for visioneers just like you. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash small business celebration and help us celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. I'm here with Stephanie Buchanan, the owner of Bone to be Wild, and our visionary question comes from Chris who asks, there is a popular TV show on right now whose premise is in the same industry as my business. However, 
we're getting customers who have much different expectations because of that show that is very different from reality. How do you cope with that? So the first thing I usually say is every trainer trains different. Mm. There's no right and wrong way as long as you're taking your dog to a trainer. Right. As long as you're doing the step work to learn to help your dog succeed. Mm -hmm. um, you can watch it on TV. You can Google and watch videos. You can bring your dog out to the dog park and do day play dates. You can bring your dog to a place like here. As long as you're doing it, mm. you have succeeded in that. So it doesn't bother me that there are, it's not reality that you see, but you're putting an effort into your dog. Right. So yay you. You're making that connection. Yeah. You're letting the dog know you care. That's correct. That is correct. So what do you do when you have a customer that comes in and says, well, I, I saw this guy do it on TV. Can't you do the same thing? I usually say, yes, I can do the same thing, but you can't because you're not a dog trainer. You don't speak dog. You don't speak dog, but I'm going to help you learn to speak your dog's oh, specific language. Okay. And it's different than that dog trainer and that dog trainer and that dog trainer. Mm -hmm. What I've learned is it's not just teaching the dog or training a dog to do things. Mm. You have to train the human to help them help their dog succeed. How so? If they just threw me a dog and said, here, take my dog for three weeks and I want it to sit, focus, down, stay, no jump, no bark, I can get their dog to do that. But their dog's only going to do it for me because mm. they only learned it from me. Right. So the idea is the humans have to come here with their dogs so we can teach them all the hand movements, all the gestures, the looks and the actions that they're looking for in their dog so they see it too. Ah, and fit the personality of their dog. And fit the personality of their dog because every dog is different just like every human. Did you have a mentor or somebody teach you how to, how to do this business? No, not at all. How about your first two businesses? No, I learned it all on the fly. All on the fly? All on the fly. How so? I'm a competitor. Okay. Naturally. Um, even growing up, my mom would say, you would watch everybody do stuff. Right. So before you stepped in to play the game, you already knew you were going to win. And I'm a, I compete with myself, mm -hmm. not just others. Right. So I want to know it all so that when I step in, I'm going to dominate the field. So you're a visual learner. Yes, I would be, be a visual learner, yes. How have you done that with this business? How have you gone through and you've seen something and said, okay, I can do that, if not better? I do have a funny story okay. on that, if you want that. Fair fire away. Okay, so I'm not a video game player, okay. but my husband and son are, and growing up they would play all of those games together, champions and salutes and whatever the game's names are. Right. It's them playing together. Right. One of them, Mario Kart, the driving one. Right, sure. We got the little driving hand thing, right. and I watched the boys do it, and they were like, I can't beat this one, and I always had some comment, oh man, that looks so easy. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, one day, the, neither one of them get past that thing. Oh, if you think you're so good at it, you've never even played this game. Why don't you jump in and try it? Uh, and I kid you not, uh -huh. I took that thing and I was like, oh, I'm going to win. <laughs> 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 and I'm driving. <laughs> and 
when I got to the end of it, uh-huh. I didn't win against the computers, but I made it all the way to the end without dying. <laughs> because I'd watched them play it. It was like I knew the field. I already knew the things that were going to happen. I watched them play it for months. Right. So it was very funny. I'm that type of competitor. Uh. I will watch you do it, and then I'm going to dominate myself. I don't care if I beat you guys. I don't know. I mean, you you <laughs> clearly beat the two of them, at Mario. <laughs> yes, but I lost to the computer. Oh. See, there's always that catch in my head. <laughs> what makes you wake up every morning and open your business? Well, I would say definitely being so passionate about it helps me focus Mm. so don't get me wrong there are days sometimes in a row right where the alarm goes off and I'm like oh dude no Luna's coming today (laughs) right um or it's a slow week or it rained and we were closed and you know things come up and you're like oh my god a whole week with no money coming in right gosh in the summer sometimes it's all summer long, we do hot day, half days instead of full days. So none of us make, we make half what we normally would. Right. That's enough to possibly shut a business down. Right. But on those down times, I'm usually planning and I have plans for other avenues within my business. I've got the plan now for something else when the passion is not as exciting for me for this part. I'm giving it to CJ, and CJ is going to take over this this part of the company, and I'm going to go on the road, and do Bone Bone to Be Wild, Wild Three OTR. There's always a plan in place. I mean, anyone that owns their own business, they started it for a reason. They focused themselves out and got it started right. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes passion dies, or those slow months when you're like, man, I'm not even going to make enough food on the table this month, kind of thing. On those downtimes, rather than me getting flabbergasted myself and beating myself up as a competitor, I plan other things. Mm. I go online and I go, all right, customers, guess what? We're doing dog walks this week because it's raining and we're closed and it's all muddy here. Do you want us to come over and do dog walks? I call past customers that are in my lists. Hey, I know we don't have a spot for you on the waiting list to come in, but we can come to you and do some dog training if you're down. I try and revamp my brain to do other things when failure seems eminent. Right. It's not eminent. It's just me rethinking funner, bad ideas, good ideas. Sure. Ideas in general to keep me from getting really sad when we're slow and money's not coming in. Stephanie, this has been a real privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. This was really fun. If visioners want to get in touch with you and learn more about Bone to Be Wild, how do they do that? Bone to Be Wild Dogs on Facebook. You can look through all of our doggy day play and right. check everyone out playing. You could get on our waiting list if you're looking for something specific. We do right now have no spots on site for anything, but we're offering in-home dog walks, in-home training, and some in-home sleepovers. And Visioneers in Texas want to learn more about Bone to Be Wild 2. How do they do that? They look up Bone to Be Wild 2 in Texas. And that's, that'll be Evelyn Silva. And I'll be right back with 
my final thought. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. A noun or a verb? Not that long ago, my wife and I were at an event where an excited visioneer came up to us and she started telling us all about the great things that were going on in the business and how this was that and that and this and everything that was going on. I finally had to say, stop! Time out! Noun, adjective, verb. What is it that you're talking about? Describe what it is that you're talking about and tell me what it's doing. After we got done with that conversation, my wife playfully nudged me in the ribs and she said, Michael, you do that a lot yourself too, you know. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she says, there are numerous times when you come home and you just start blurting on and on and on and on about all kinds of things that are going on in the business and I have no idea what it is that you're talking about. And I got to thinking about it later and I said, well, yeah, because I'm excited about all the things my business is doing for people. And then I also started thinking about another visionary friend of mine who is very focused on the thing his business creates and not so much on what it can do for people. You see, both are important. You have to have the thing or the service to be also be able to help people solve a problem and do something with it. But so often we get to the point that we are thinking all about the verb, what it can do, or we think all about the noun, the thing. So as you go through and you contemplate a little bit about your business today, are you focused on the noun or the verb. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Stephanie Buchanan, the owner of Bone to be Wild, and I hope you learned something today that you can use to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week when we celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.